One. So what do you do with an index ETF gets too top heavy? You rebalance it. A lot of implications for that for big stocks and small stocks. We're going to start the show with that. Analysts making some bold moves ahead of earnings season, especially in J.P. Morgan. We'll cover that as well. We'll get a view from across the pond with Michael Houston of CMC Markets at 835. This is Tuesday ahead of, ahead of some inflation data on Wednesday and or, uh, yep, Wednesday and Thursday. Let's get pre-market prep started on the hop. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, investing world. We got a green on the screen up 10 and a half handles, 44, 54, 75 at the highs of the pre market session. The buck is down, took out that support at 102, down 20 cents at 101.43. Bonds up a half a stick, trying to recover 124 and 18, 30 seconds. Cruise. Crude moseying up to the mid-70 handle of 50 cents at 73.49. Gold in the green by 1070, 1941.70. Silver, a little bit of a laggard. That's up just a penny at uh, 23.35. And Bitcoin still holding 30K support. That is down 520 at 30,535. Let's bring in Triple D right away. Let's bring in Money Mitch. And let's just get one small tangent out of the way to start the show because we got a lot to cover yeah. where is everybody we're okay. all here there's dennis where's money that's the tangent you want to okay go it's a quick tangent it's a quick question you should get it right away uh -oh, this uh -oh. is a very holy you can't give me trivia at 803 in the morning you kidding yeah, me right now joel okay, joel go. wakes up early you go. Guys know go i know he's been up for like five hours <laughs> this is like the middle of the day for him he's old why is okay, today go. why is today such an important day what Didn't is the significance yesterday? of today Didn't he where's the chat yesterday i don't know man he it's del it's i need another coffee for this one though Okay, it's something that's relevant to the U.S. and Canada. Oh, and Canada. Then, well, then, yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. What's going on, all my Canada lovers out there? Oh, okay, I'll give you I, another. I, I, I don't even have any comment. Okay, oh, it has well, something it's Prime to day. do. It's Prime what? Day. Prime it's, Day. And what else is it, though? I don't know. What it, is the uh, date today? July 11th. July what 11th. Is, what is the month? July. July. 7-Eleven Slurpee Day. 7-Eleven Slurpee, Slurpee Day. day. It's Slurpee Day. All right. Yes. All right. All right. Well, Slurpee Joel, 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 I actually don't, I don't deserve my name anymore because at the end of the day, I used to manage 7-Eleven, so oh I should have definitely this. known That's this. <laughs> All right, so, so um, you had yeah. a slam dunk on this one, and you totally missed it. Yeah, like literally, like <laughs> Joel. You know what? Just push me to the background. Just, I'm going to sleep, guys. Just turn the lights off here. You know, lights went off. <laughs> and if All you're right. a, if you're a super member, you could have gotten one yesterday too. Oh, I, I love Slurpee Day. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I, sorry. I, That's it. No tangents for me. I think it's because I used to put the, the syrup into the machines that I stopped drinking those things. But, hey, we won't talk about that. Uh, let's keep going. Let's get into the market. Of course, today we do have that special rebalance. That's going to be very important to pay attention to. NASDAQ 100 index is undergoing a special rebalance, adjusting the weighing of its 100 components. This aims to address over-concentration. Hmm. Wonder where they've been talking about that. Uh, of course, by redistributing the weights. Stay tuned for announcements of the weighting changes on July 14th. Microsoft, Apple, NVIDIA, Tesla, 
Google's parent alphabet, meta platforms, Amazon currently account for more than half of the index weight. What will this change to? That's the question now. They're telling you what they're doing, Triple D, right? Pardon me? They're telling you what they're going to do. Yeah, they're going to be selling those seven components. They're going to be buying the other components. Christian Fromhertz, great tweet yesterday. He was all over this yesterday, um, showing that some of the components of the smaller weights in the QQQ had fantastic days yesterday, you know, like a Zoom. People were wondering, well, why such weakness, you know, in the mega cap tech trade and why so much strength, you know, in other tech stocks? Well, don't look any further than this is the movement. This is the notice. I mean, if you're knocking out those weights, there's a lot of people who chase those ETFs that will be selling those stocks. So we know it's Microsoft, Apple, NVIDIA, Amazon, Tesla, Meta, and Google. So you've got those ones there that are going to get some pressure on them. And maybe that continues. Maybe it doesn't. I mean, it got some significant pressure there yesterday. So these trades can get crowded the other way. I do think this may give us an opportunity to maybe buy some of those names that have really been running. I've been eyeing Google for a while. Um, if Google could get back down to that 110, and I mean, all trading is and all investing is, is your setup's getting ready for your setup. But I think, you know, you're going to get some weakness. This is not going to be on fundamentals. This is all going to be on rebalancing. And if you do see continued weakness in some of these big names, this could be your opportunity to get in. I'm already in Amazon. Um, chasing NVIDIA up here at these uh, at this PE. Meta's run so far, too. It's hard to chase it as well. The only one that really hasn't run out of all those names is Google. So, and Google would get back down to where it was in April and May. So, that's the one I maybe be looking at. I actually remember I sold my Google as well, and I was kind of ticked off because I ran after that. So, I'm somewhat interested in regetting my Google. Right, and it's going to be the first the announcement, right? And then I think within a week, and then I think it's all going to take place within a couple weeks. So um, there's going to be some fireworks here. Is uh, first we get the announcement, right? And then you know how people are. Well, also just like these other rebalancing, there's people jockeying for position ahead of it, and that's what that's what you saw yesterday. So uh, rebalancing, we've been talking about it. What do you got, Mitch? I don't remember them doing this and chat. Maybe you can help me out. I've been in the markets 23 years and it might just be, you know, I'm getting old and don't remember things. I don't remember the NASDAQ doing a special rebalance ever because. Come on, Dennis. You got to know these things, Uh, man. Do do you remember any times, Mitch? Because has there been other times? It's only happened twice in its history. Twice in its history. When was the last time? It happened in December, 1998. When I was probably eight years old, just sitting on the couch. <laughs> and been... May 2011. 2011. Um, so wow. uh, it's happened twice in its history. Wow. Um, I, like, I, think I love they have the stats. Two important dates to definitely keep on watch. Of course, the waiting changes announced is Friday, July 14th. So put mm-hmm. that on the calendar. Yeah. And then, of course, remember that the, the rebalance actually takes place on Monday, July 24th. So they're going to announce the waiting on that yeah. 14th. And then it'll actually trade on that on the 24th. So uh, just keep that in mind. By the 14th, I'm sure everyone will start getting ahead of this. So I'm, I'm sure we'll they started happens. to try to get ahead of it yesterday. Yeah. And you and know, just for it. fun, let's bring up the we'll bring up the ETF. We'll bring up the QQQ and look at those little components that are at the bottom. And it's the little tech ones at the bottom that really had a good day. We know yesterday. And just, well, for fun, just start with Microsoft, just to prove our point here. Microsoft had an awful day yesterday. And it was basically all these stocks that were really the awful. This is why the S&P was not up, because everything else had a great day yesterday. But Microsoft, Apple, NVIDIA, Amazon, Tesla, I believe Meta was higher, but it had news. So it was trying to hold on to its gains. But if you go to those last little components there, and I'm just looking, you know, like Lucid, LCID is in there in the queues, and it's like the very bottom one. Look at the Lucid day yesterday. It was up huge. Look at Zoom video yesterday. It was up huge. JD.com is in there. It had a good day. Zscaler was in there. And Zscaler had a great day. Look at Zscaler. I'm just going right to the bottom of the list, the smallest weightings, because it's the smallest weighting ones that are going to maybe get a little bit more of this weight because they're not changing out any stocks. They're just going to take the money that's been allocated up there to you know the big guns, and they're going to distribute it amongst the smaller ones. So people just getting ahead of this trade um, is, you know, why these stocks were moving up higher yesterday. I mean, Enphase, EMPH, which has been the dog of all dogs, it is not coincidental that this had one of its biggest updates of the year 
on this rebalance. And again, I'm going to give one more shout out to Christian Fromherz, who was all over this and talking about, you know, this movement here, you know, uh, very early in the trade. So big moves here for these stocks. Um, you know, Datadog was another one, DDOG, it had a day. You grab every stock from the bottom of the list, even Walgreens, WBA had a little bit. Oh, Walgreens, is it, over, is it over 30? No, but it had a day. I mean, it had a good day for Walgreens. eBay, look at eBay. It's number like, it's like 0.16%. So it's like seventh from the bottom. Look how much it was up yesterday. As traders go. are anticipating that these are the stocks that are going to get more weighting. So this is a pure rebalance trade. So this is why you're seeing, you know, this, you know, movement here. Huge. Huge. Uh, quick, quick programming note. Uh, Christian will be joining me on the closing print today at 3.30 on premarketprep.com to talk about this in more detail. Uh, Microsoft, more job cuts, Mitch? Yeah, let's get to it. Microsoft has confirmed additional job cuts on top of the 10,000 layoffs announced earlier this year. The company is, of course, undergoing restructuring efforts that impact its workforce. And um, I'm just here wondering, was this because of AI? <laughs> ah, <laughs> but this is because they're not growing the top line nearly as quickly as the market would like, and they want to beat earnings, so they're going to have to cut expenses here. I mean, this I, is just—I'm waiting to hear the first company that has, you know, we've got all the robots. Can actually mention that AI work. is making these cuts happen because yeah. let's just be honest: what are they cutting? They're cutting salespeople here. What can AI do now? It can take a charge of a lot of the first sales connections between customers it can respond for you and you don't even need to respond as a salesperson and then you can have what you call closers right that step in humans that come in and close it but i think a lot of the ais are going to be opening up sales deals and this could be why i mean they already do came. that i get the call you know are you interested in this and then you press one and then you get to go to an actual salesperson you get those automated calls all the time so they're already doing this They've been doing this for years. It's just all mm -hmm. of a sudden we're going to, you know, be really excited about the potential of doing something they've already been doing. So I, I think you've just got to, you know, an individual stock news is going to move stocks. But I think there's going to be some pressure on these stocks probably for, uh, uh, it, it could be for the, the next two weeks. There's going to be some up moves here. And I think you've got to be selling into those little rips here because I do think this rebalance is going to have some impact on these prices. But AI... Yeah, the story is hot, but again, 32 times for Microsoft here. Needs to come down a lot more before I get in interested. Yeah, first red monthly candle uh, that we've had in uh, quite some time here. And it just kind of looks like just like they're selling on strength, right? Like before, you know, for the longest period of time, buying on any kind of weakness here. You hit that all-time high in June. Of course, when did you hit that? On the quad, which expiration day. Uh, you had your decline. You had your rebound. Okay, we don't. We're not going to worry about getting out at uh, at 340, at 350. We're going to target 340 now. And you can see the sneaky sellers up at 340 for several days. Uh, and now, but I, I'm looking at it, for me the weakness. I'm looking at that low from yesterday, 327.59. It doesn't stick out with like another. It does stick out with one other daily low at at. Uh, Three twenty-eight and a half, but I think that's where things. You take that out, I think you're still going to get some more selling on weakness. So there's a look at Mr. Softy traded up a little bit in the pre-market, trading up ninety-two cents at uh, three thirty-two seventy-five. Alert! Alert for all you Prime members out there. It's Prime Day for Amazon. Of yeah. course, don't miss it. It's the next two days. Don't miss on exclusive deals and discounts available for Prime members. Take advantage, and we'll see how it affects the stock today. Amazon was taking a little bit of a hit yesterday. Of course, that could have been the rebalance in coming into play. Um, but one thing that I'll be looking at, will it get the lift today? I think it was interesting that Amazon adjusted their Prime Day a little bit. What they did was they started making kind of invite-only deals for Prime members already. So if you're a Prime member, you... You want to get those invite deals so that you can go ahead and get access to the best deals on Amazon. Uh, Amazon getting the lift here again on Prime Day. So again, we have another trade ahead of the event, buying it ahead early this morning here. We don't know how the sales are going to be. I'm sure they'll be fine. 
The Tell one, you one thing, thing to consider, you'll be at my house. <laughs> I go again to this rebalance, though. So you're going to get the pop here this morning on Prime Day here. It might just be a selling opportunity. Talking against my long-term book, because I do have Amazon in the long-term portfolio. But as a trade here, I think I'd be selling the rip. Yeah, up a buck twenty-two, just kind of late. I'm looking at this one longer term too, and we like where a lot of these other stocks got back over half of their move, uh, and more like Microsoft making a new high, Meta getting back up there, Apple, Amazon has been the clear laggard. Uh, long term, that fifty percent is up at one thirty-five, but the the dynamics have changed in this one as well. Let's look on the upside here. You're a ways away from yesterday's high at 129.28. So I'd be holding out for that early, you know, if the spoos continue to rally. Uh, if you don't get that that rally up and through 129.28, you may be selling into weakness. And uh, I think, you know, if it goes red here, 127.13 was your close. Uh, easy target would be 25.92. Then things open up to the downside in Amazon. All right, we'll see if Amazon gets the move or not. We'll keep it moving to the next stock here. We got a stock that announces positive data, but then gets destroyed oh, after hours. Viridian has announced positive data from its ongoing trial, evaluate, uh, evaluating VRDN, uh, double one in patients with chronic thyroid eye disease. This development shows promising outcomes, but not promising on the stock price here. <laughs> These are so tough, Dennis. Yeah, real tough. Me. I mean, uh, you know, you think you got promising data, and then it goes down anyways. Overhead supply and all these. these small uh, imagine the components. algos. The algos jumped. Well, they're it, always right? wrong. They're they always jumped. It. They went to twenty-seven. That's what I have there on the first uh -huh. top. Your yeah. low back in uh, in November was eighteen bucks. You know, so that's where you'd think you're logically going to find some support. But this 18 to 20 area, if we just go back into the fall of 2022, had multiple lows, 18 to 20. So, I mean, there's some support in here, but these things can really move on these numbers and they're crazy. And I just, it's too small for me to trade. The biotechs, the small biotechs, I almost just try to stay away from because the How can you, how can so you manage random. your risk? How can you manage your That's risk? That's what it is. Other, it's so hard no to edge. manage the risk in the small yeah. biotech stuff. And people love this stuff because they think they can make money fast and they can, but you'll lose money fast too. I've always been, you know, in the business for 23 years because I base it, make money slowly, just grind, grind, grind. Biotechs, these small little biotechs are wild definitely wild and uh it's it's look at the long-term chart that's all i gotta say wild. oh i know i know look at that that was the first thing <laughs> when i see there's been some reverse splits in here yeah dude just be careful yeah. with Going. stocks like that man. you know what and i and i remember the same thing with this when uh it was go when it was going up same kind of trick with novavax i mean you know I mean, the reverse split, I think it was even higher than 300 if I go back. But, man, when I when you look at charts like that and you see, man, it, it just it can't be a great run company. And when you, you see that kind of well, line. Well, it's not especially. even about being great run or not. It's that these small biotech companies, their job is to burn cash, and they're trying to hit lottery. They're, they're taking mm -hmm. shots all the time. I mean, all these small biotechs are in the same business. They're getting funding. They're taking some shots. And, you know, and they hope to hit to win the lottery. That's what it is. So, I mean, the majority of these companies, which is why we talk about, you know, you've got to stay diversified in there. And sometimes maybe just buying the XBI, get exposure to a whole bunch is a better way to go about it because you do win the lottery every once in a while. But, I mean, we just pick on one, two, three. So there's a decent probability you might pick the three that don't hit and burn their cash out. So the small little biotech companies are tough because they're taking shots, taking gambles. They're just going for it. So not even being about bad run. It's just being about that's the business. It's sometimes it just doesn't work out. You can have a really good run company. Sometimes the drugs just don't work out. The trials just don't work out. All right. We'll keep moving here. We're going to go to some ratings here. I think it's interesting to think about uh, investments, right? We've been talking a lot about trades, but we've also been thinking about investments in the long term. What about Zillow Group? Let's talk a little bit about an upgrade here. Piper Sandler upgrading Zillow's stock to overweight and raising its price target to 62. This upgrade based on positive factors such as the company's premier agent product and improving housing market outlook. 
Wow, what a move here. And ratings, when you get these contrarian calls, and we'll call it a contrarian call because it it's is. going down, and it's been a dog of a stock here for a long time. You get the contrarian buy ratings, and they can really pop the stocks. Now, does it turn the story and turn the narrative? Sometimes it does, but you got all kinds of overhead supply up here in Zillow of 50. So, you know, you start getting up there, you're 50 50 right now, you're coming right in and opening into overhead supply. So, is this just going to be a rating? It's going to take off 10, 15% on, or is the majority of the gains already there? Think about what Tim Qua said. You know, when he was looking at his strategy yesterday, he looks at what the range is. Stock's got a 5, 6% range, goes down 4%. Then he's buying it because he feels like, you know, while well, it's, it's traded down as much as, you know, it normally does, and then it reverses. So, I mean, the same story can be said here. If you, if you get a buy rating and it's up 5, 6% on it, it's a pretty good pop already. Is it going up 10% on it? It might, but there's a higher likelihood that, you know, it may stall out. So I can't chase it up 6% here this morning, even though this could change the narrative. Uh, I can give you a level here, but I, I just know with Zillow and given levels in, in the past, it, 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 like it will be a level and then it could just blow right through it. And then you look like 15 minutes later and it's three bucks below it. It's just the way this thing moves. But uh, the only right now, the only thing I'm seeing with identifiable resistance is at the 5150 area. That's up another buck from here. There was a pair of highs in that area, one just below it at the end of June and early July. So if you're looking to take advantage of this, you're looking for you know, more uh, on a short-term basis. I, I would keep an eye on that level. And then the recent high of the move is uh, in the 53.23. But uh, first things first, let's challenge those pair of highs at uh, 51.50 on the downside here. Maybe be patient. Wait down to this thing comes down to 48 and a half, 49. That was a uh, pair of highs from the last two sessions. So. Uh, well-timed upgrade here in Zillow Group. Yeah, yeah. there is some significant uh, ratings here this morning. Um, so, and, and stocks, GNRC, I'll go to that one here now. It is catching an upgrade from Argus to buy. This is one that, you know, I tweeted out and said I was buying the dip on it. I bought it last week around 136. So I'm going to be up here nicely this morning here. Reason buying the dips on the strong stocks is there's multiple reasons. One, the trend's your friend. Two, the narrative is kind of turned. Three is you get analysts chasing price. And, you know, when they get that dip, they're like, okay, well, this is my opportunity to get in it. They upgrade it. So, you know, you're almost like when you're doing that strategy, you're anticipating that there could be some analysts on a pullback here looking to upgrade the stock. And that's exactly what we got here overnight with Argus upgrading it to overweight. So GNRC pops up here, 144. I put in the long-term portfolio. I'm holding on to it here. Uh, but you're in the middle of the range here. 150 is your resistance here now. And now you got great support down there in the 130s. Oh, uh, yeah. This uh, this 150 area, I do see a high at 149.06. I don't know if we have the gas to get there today. Uh, but this 152 area, it's looking good, not only on the dailies, but on the monthlies. Of course, we just rolled over on the month. So mark this spot, 152. It didn't take long in June to go from 107.61 to 152.13. So that, that's a big old move. That's a 41-point move on a closing basis. Uh, but long term... Man, this thing clears 152 and a lot of room. No, like no meaningful retracement of this move. All-time high, 524.31. And probably at this level, it's probably still trading at a pretty reasonable valuation. So this one Mr. Chaykin talked about a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it actually went down that day. And people wanted to hoon on him. But boy, oh, boy. Nice move in GNRC. I bought GNRC a lot to do with Mark Chicken here, too. He's had some really good calls. We'll give you a shout-out there, Mark. It's a stock I've wanted for a while. Then, you know, we asked him about it, and Mark liked it as well. And, you know, I just like the pullback on it. Strong stock. So that's uh, going well. Money Mitch. All right, let's keep it going here. We'll get out of that rating. We'll go to another one here. Let's go to Jeffrey's upgrading JP Morgan Chase to buy and raising the price target to 165. Of course, the earnings coming up here. Yeah. Is this uh trying to jump the gun a little bit here? Yeah, they're getting ahead of it. Pre-earnings run here pays off again two days in a row. Did we get an upgrade yesterday too on this JP Morgan? I feel like I got back to back upgrades. Am I wrong or was it two days ago? Look. AMP, I believe, upgraded this. I don't know if it was yesterday or if it was Friday. I'm trying to remember, but I do remember another upgrade being here. Yeah, so we got Jeffries today. 
I'm just going back to chat could help me out here too. <laughs> These banks put so much forms. You got to scroll, man. Wolf research. <laughs> wolf. Wolf Friday. So they upgraded a Friday here too. So you got multiple analysts upgrading it. Um, I was long it overnight. Was very happy to come in and sell it. You know, with the upgrade here, I've already sold it. Sold it right in here. 46. I think I got 46.99. So I'm like, I just sold it just before I started the show. Reason I was long it? The reports on Friday. Sounds like a simplistic reason. You know what? That stuff works. Um, yeah. Catching an upgrade. Lucky to catch an upgrade. But you know, just relatively speaking, you know, stocks that report we know tend to run up ahead of the report. Analysts are helping at this time though. All right. Uh, well, first of all, Dennis, I just wanted to ask you, where, where do you put Jeffries up there? Um, they're mid-tier. Yeah. They're not I, right I, on the I top tier, but they're up there. I would say they're up One of the top mid-tier brokers. Yeah, there sure. you go. Mm -hmm. Top mm -hmm. mid-tier. One of the top mid-tiers, like Piper. Yeah. I put them on Piper, Wedbush, Jeffries. You know, they're specialists. They really move stocks. So people listen to those companies. Obviously, top tier, I put like Goldman Morgan that are widely followed with huge, you know, customer bases mm -hmm. there. And then you got the next tier of Wedbush, Pipers, Jefferies. And then you got the, you know, the small boutique shops, Truest, um, Davidson, you know, some other ones in there too. But they all can move stocks. So people listen to buy ratings. People listen they to upgrades do. and downgrades. They move stocks predictably as well. That's why they're fun to trade. Because it's not like, you know, what we were talking about, that biotech stock reports positive down and then it goes down and you're like, oh, stocks get upgraded. They typically go up. You know, there may <laughs> be, you know, that's the reason, you know, maybe there's some bad news or something, you know, and, and there can be outliers. But for the most part, stock gets upgraded. It's bullish. Uh, JP Morgan, I did uh, pick that up during the banking crisis. I figured everyone would be banking at JP Morgan if there wasn't any other banks. Uh, seems like you have a seller here at 147. You're still bid up here at 146.90. So we'll see. You got to clear out a little bit of paper on the way up, trading up uh, two dollars. You know, nearly two dollars. High of the move comes in at 147.48. You posted your high close of the move on this one at 146. Uh, so there's some minor levels and then on this one uh we talked about this i hope i talked about it enough this 144 area was just such major resistance and you finally took that out so if it was a uh, major resistance uh for three four months uh back earlier in the year uh maybe if you get a dip off earnings down to that 144 at least for the first time i'll be looking at that as major support now all right, Can let's we clear. talk this PayPal versus Square here too? Because remember, I put this out there when both <laughs> stocks were sixty-three bucks, and I'm like, which one's getting a seventy-five first? They're both running, man. PayPal and Square. going to win, baby? Remember, who's uh, going to win? Joel, PayPal Joel and, and I took PayPal. You took Square, I think. I remember you took Square. Joel and I took and PayPal. Oh, didn't you? Did you take Square? Oh, no, you were in Square with me too. For a oh, while. I sold it already. I sold it already. A sixty-seven. Yeah. But uh, anyways, we're, look, we're looking to see if we can get to that it's 70. It's still on. Look at the race, man. It's still You almost on. got your 70. It's right there. We're, they're both going to get it, I think. So they're yeah. both trying to get 70. PayPal Square is at 69.44. Look, they're almost the same price here right now. It's a race, 69.50. Who's getting yeah. there first? Place your bets. I had my money on Square going back $63. But man, it'd be nice <laughs> if they both get there. Yeah, and they both have gaps right above, right? And so I think that's another thing to keep an eye out for is if you can get into that gap zone, right? And so who knows? Maybe these stocks can get, get into that gap and keep going. But uh, it's been a good run there. That's for sure. And a nice hold there on Square of the 65. And then I'll let Joel maybe uh, call it on PayPal or... And they both got good. I mean, the 70 looks like a good level in both of these. Uh, I think they uh, both got 75 on them. Still yeah, staying yeah. bullish, both stocks. I think they both got room to 75. In the chat, what do you got? You got Square, PayPal. Th let us know. Throw it up. Well, I'm going I mean, with Square first, but I think they both get it. Yeah. yeah uh, 70's a big level in Square, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You had the dip off there. I mean, these things are, you lay them on top of each other, almost identical there. Uh, but you got a gap to fill first. So I'd look for an intermediate target at uh, 72.11. That's a couple bucks away. That fills the gap. Don't have anything in there besides that. Uh, PayPal. Uh, boom, boom, boom. That's up 70 here. This is coming right to the top of its uh, <laughs> earnings gap. And you know what? I didn't, I didn't have my pro. I can look at my pro. But you know what? These stocks seem like 
you know, prime for like a sneaky upgrade from somebody. You know, like I, I mean, well, it, what could I buy? What could I buy that has stocks a wet, overall, you know? man? Yeah. I, I mean, look at ARKK. It hasn't turned around really. I sold it early. I feel like, and it's holding the trend and starting to push. Big day yesterday. So I, I, I think that's what we got to look for. Got a lot of those small tech stocks to Zoom video, huge portions. A like lot go of look those. at those QQQs again. So mm-hmm. she was benefiting from that rebalance, even though oh, she she's benefiting from sure. Tesla. Even though she has a huge position in Tesla, you know, we know she sold a lot of those mega cap techs and been in those smaller ones. And that's what was moving yesterday. And if you look, you know, just grabbing some of her holdings. Well, I'm too lazy to grab her holdings, but Roku, I know there's Zoom. You know, there's Roku, a few of those nice that are life. lower components in the queues that she owns. She was benefiting from that yesterday, that rebalance. All right. We'll get out of that talk. Of course, keep your eyes on those growth names. We'll see if they can keep lifting. Let's go mm-hmm. to another. Uh, uh, let's go to another rating here. Let's go to Wolf Research as they downgrade Alcoa to underperform <laughs> and announce a price target of 25. Holy, they hate this stock. This stock has just fallen from grace. It's a stock I've always hated too. It's been such a long-term underperformer. Can you bring up the real long-term chart in Alcoa here? Maybe because of the spinoff and they yeah. did this other stuff, it doesn't maybe show really long. Yeah, it's only going to show from there. But you know, Alcoa is long. But they did that spinoff with Arconic, and then they did another spinoff or something, a reorg in there. It has just been a sloppy mess for the better part of 25 years. I know it because I owned it for a long time. I'd bought this back in like 2000 or 2001, and it was just a garbage stock pretty much the whole time. So question being here, are they late to the party on this downgrade? Absolutely. Is the trend their friend? Absolutely, because this stock continues to underperform, can't seem to get a lift. I will say, though, you know, you got $31 as a low back in May. You have another low just recently mm-hmm. here at $31.83. Support is very well defined. If it cuts through 31 then you start thinking about that $25 level. But as long as it holds 31 it needs to shrug this off today. It needs to say, Good wow, point. you know, this, this isn't like, you know, an analyst making a bold call here. They're downgrading because everybody's been downgrading the stock. So it's the pile on downgrade. So it's not going to move it as much as you think. But again, the stock is just such an ugly downtrend. Bag holders all over the place. It's tough to turn these narratives around, especially on a downgrade. Yeah, that's one of those uh, one of those moves where you are thinking uh, the contrarian instead of you know going with it, it gets a downgrade. Uh, Pre market low comes in at thirty three dollars, right, just above thirty three. And then Dennis gave you the levels on that one. Uh, that not only do you have uh, daily lows, but you have three monthly lows in the same area. So I don't have a problem if you're, you know, if you're stepping out at this area, maybe you'll give yourself a little bit of room under under thirty one feet. Uh, actual low is thirty one. 14. So that's a good area for Alcoa. Of course, on a day where you do get a downgrade, if they try and rally this thing, you want to look at the bottom of yesterday's range. That might not be a problem. 33.60. And then boom, the close, double close area back at 34.09, 34.14. So really not even taking it much below yesterday's low with the downgrade S&P stinking back up to the highs of the pre-market session. CRM having a morning here too. If you want to know the news, they're raising their prices on some of their products here, it looks like. So they're bumping prices up here for August and inflation, I guess. You know, they're bumping it up. People like the price raises here, so they're jacking on. Eight bucks, and it is sleepy, and I am long CRM. You know I've been long CRM for a while here now. It has been sleepy. I've been gone nowhere in this trade for, I've been in a couple months here now. Um, It's gone nowhere. So 210, but nice consolidation here. Does this finally break us out? We'll see. Uh, uh, to give you that, the high of the move is 225 could get there. That'd have to tack on another $4. But uh, I think uh, longer term or people that are looking for a target today, good target for me would be 223.38. That was your May 31st close. That was your high close of the move. And you kind of lost a lot of momentum off that. So if you're looking for more on that, this is a big move. CRM, they must really be raising prices there. Uh, oh, wow. 4%. Big move there. CRM. 
Uh, I, I have a swing in Oracle, so I'll be watching that move to see if uh, maybe that CRM can give Oracle the lift from here. Of course, like I've been talking Oracle. about I the like gap. I like that call, Mitch. The one issue you'll have is Oracle's not part of the queues, but it trades mm. with them. So okay. I think yesterday it wasn't rallying because it kind of just trades. You know, it's all of a sudden this AI story that they've moved it into, which I don't totally buy the full Oracle AI. I mean, it's got AI piece, but it's not like a pure play like NVIDIA. So the one issue you might have is this rebalance holding those prices down. But I like I like when you see the boom, you see the move, and then you get the slow leak down, you know, and then eventually you get a headline and it spikes it or an upgrade or something that spikes it. I like that chart. I'm just worried about that rebalance with you know, Oracle being traded with all those stocks that are getting taken, you know, their weightings taken down. All right, we'll see what happens there on Oracle and, of course, CRM with a nice little pop there. It looks like products getting increase in value. Of course, we'll see if that can keep coming. Probably AI having to help there. Let's go to our guest today. You guys smash the like. Of course, we're going across the pond a little bit here. You guys know who it is. I I'd love to see if you guys in the chat can take a guess. Let's get let's see what you guys got. Good morning, Michael Hewson, and he is joining us as uh, Mid said from across the pond. Chief Market Analyst at CMC Markets, 30 years experience for this youngster. Michael, how are you doing today? Feeling every one of those 30 years, Joe, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Always throwing us a curveball. Uh, let's talk about your inf your inflation outlook over there and, and, uh, and the British pond, man. You guys, are, you guys aren't coming in yet. Talk about inflation. In no, we're not. Um, I think we're operating with a significant lag just simply on the basis of the way that we calculate the inflation basket here. But I do think that we're coming down and I think there is a significant risk that the Bank of England could make a policy mistake, um, particularly if they do hike rates as much as the market is currently pricing. Um, base rate here is currently 5%. Um, markets are pricing in the prospect of another 100 basis points to around about six, six and a half. And I think JP Morgan came in with um, an estimate of seven. So that gives you an indication of market pricing. Personally, I think that's very mispriced. I think the most the Bank of England will probably do is probably 50 and 75, because I think the, the inflation numbers will come down quite significantly. Um, in the third, the, the back of the third quarter and the beginning of the fourth quarter of this year, simply on the way of the fact that the energy price component is still actually in the numbers and is not reflecting the declines that we've seen over the past 12 months. So you should see a very big fall after the August rate decision. All right. Now I wanted to come in, Michael, and talk a little bit about will we have concerns about in the UK for a recession? I know we we keep talking about it on mm. over here, but should we be worried at least for UK's having a recession next year? I think we could have a recession by the end of this year, the way things are going at the moment. What has surprised me, I think, is the resilience of the UK economy, particularly given the fact that we've seen um, the number of rate hikes that we have. I mean, we're at 5% and a year ago, um, we were around about, you know, just, just, just below 1%. And I think a large part of that is because of the fact that the pass-through effects or the trickle-down effects of the rate hikes actually haven't hit a large part of the mortgage market yet, simply on the basis that an awful lot of people are on two-year fixed or five-year fixed rate mortgages. So essentially what's happening is that the, the effect of those rate hikes hasn't hit that cohort of borrowers. At the same time, savers are getting a nice little benefit from slightly more savings returns, in spite of the fact that obviously inflation is much, much higher. I mean, as I say, we've got food price inflation here of around about 16% at the moment, and that's down from where it was about three or four months ago when it was around about 19 and a half. Um, but we saw retail sales numbers this morning. Um, came in at 4.2%, a fairly decent June. Um, you know, for me, I think the best we can hope for is stagflation. Um, you know, and that's... that's, that that's, bad. that's Yeah, it is bad, but it's not recession. Um, you know, it's all... I think it's sort of the lesser of two evils, if you like. 
frying pan and fire springs to mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, of course, uh, we just got the uh, news, of course, of that special kind of rebalance over here for the queues. And I think that one thing that you guys have been also spotting, of course, is the bigger moves and the bigger names, right? And how yeah. some of these bigger names have pretty much led this move, right? How do you think yeah. this will affect uh, now that we're getting this special rebalance and will we start seeing some of these best performers start to let up some of these gains? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that is a primary concern. I see you're showing my, um, my, my the article that I wrote at the beginning of this month. I mean, yeah. that's I think that I think that's the biggest concern that I have. And, you know, I call it tech bloat, and I think there's an awful lot of good news already priced into these AI stocks. And I think for me, for the Nasdaq and the S and P to really push on uh, and revisit the highs of last year, we need to see them deliver on those high expectations. I think more importantly, as the payrolls numbers last week showed us, if the smaller parts of the S&P 500 um, can actually start to improve on their numbers, and you were talking just now about being able to pass on price rises so that essentially they can maintain their margins, then you know, I, I am sort of mildly optimistic that we can probably continue to hold on to the um, the gains that we've seen so far this year. Whether we'll see the type of gains that we've seen in the first half, I seriously doubt. But if we can trade sideways into the end of this year, then I think, you know, that will that will be a result. All right, let's take a look at uh, your market over there. And uh, I'm looking at the EWU. I know you sent us a nice chart of the FTSE mm. here. Uh, boy, oh boy, if you look at this, I mean, this is a, a non-participation and you know what, sometimes buying the laggards, you get yeah. a laggard performance here, but, uh, is there any, you know, is there anything you can see? I mean, a, a decent support. What are you looking at? I mean, I'm looking at ZW. If this thing ever clears 34, then, uh, boy, mm. oh boy, that's just major resistance going back all the way to 2019. Give us your outlook on the FTSE in the UK markets. Yeah, I mean, the, the FTSE's got a big, big level around about 7,200. It's that bottom line um, straight across the, the, you know, through the March lows there. It's managed, that, that chart is slightly out of date because we've seen a spike lower. That was at the end of June, beginning of July. And we've held that 7220 area. And I think as long as we hold above that level, then for me, I think we can see a revisit of the 50-day moving average and a move back above 7,600. I'm still constructive. And if you actually look at the FTSE 100, it's dirt cheap. It really is cheap relative to other markets. Now, some people will say, well, it's cheap for a reason. Yeah, it is cheap for a reason because ultimately um, it's very highly geared to oil and gas. It's highly geared to commodity prices um, and obviously the China recovery story. Um, if we do see a pickup in Chinese economic activity, a pickup in demand for basic resources and metals, then I think the, um, the, the FTSE 100 can probably do well. But at the moment, it's being held down by a very big cohort of banks, oil and gas and miners, and they've performed particularly badly um, so far this year, even though we hit a record high um, at the beginning of the year at around about 8,000. Michael, we've talked about this for, I think, oh, a year now, of course, on natural gas and energy and how for a long time we expected it going to the moon, or mm. at least everyone talked about it. It didn't eventually happen. And I still get the question that, you know, natural gas is going to go. It's going to go. For me, I, I've gotten it to the point where I don't even look at it anymore. What are you thinking here, Michael? Well, I think natural gas has probably found its level if you like, because I think one of the things that I've learned over the course of the past two or three years is how adaptable human beings are and the global economy is, yeah. you know, and we're not going to get Russian natural gas back. We're not. But ultimately, it's still going to go to places like China and Iran and India. So that basically gives the rest of the market for everybody else. So for, for me, I think that natural gas has found its level. Um, we have got a little bit of disinflation at the moment in the global economy, which is not being played out in the headline CPI numbers. It's being played out in the PPI numbers. Have, you know, have your, have your uh, listeners have a really good look at PPI, because I think we're seeing a significant disinflation bias going to come and hit the global economy towards the second half of this year. You're already seeing it in the US in the PPI numbers. China's been in deflation since November. Europe is heading that way. 
And I think ultimately inflation will come down. And I think that's one of the reasons why I, th I think the Fed's only got one more hike left in it. Bank of England at the most two and the ECB probably one. I, d I certainly don't buy the narrative that there's another three rate hikes coming. So you think Michael, CPI is going to be late tomorrow? I do. Yes, I do. Hmm. Just uh, just one more thing before I let you go. I mean, uh, over the years we've been on, we you know we discuss you know the the fundamentals and the technicals here, and I just you know we we do have you know some macro things that they could you know upset uh, up this rally, but we keep saying that and nothing happens. I mean, we we can't worry about we can't worry about okay. that, Joel. We can't yep. worry about what might or might not happen. You basically have to trade what's on the price. And the price is basically telling me at the moment, that looking at the NASDAQ here, looking at the S&P, we're still in an uptrend. So ultimately, you still have to buy the dips. You play the price action, and then you deal with the macro as it comes. All right. That's great advice. Love it there, Michael. Have a great one. Take care, like Cheers, always, guys. across you. the pond. You guys always check them out. Also, to put up the article there in the chat, if you guys want to check out that article, definitely take a look at it. It's pretty good wrap. All right. Let's get back to the market. How are we looking, Joel? Just climbing, just climbing up wow. 11 and a quarter handles at uh, 45, 55 and a half. That's a couple bucks off the pre-market high. resistance try? <laughs> I, 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 there's nothing Friday's high. You guys are the ones that took it off Friday's high at 44.76. That would be a sweet target. That's another 20 handles yeah. away. We seem to always get little dips here and there. Bob, maybe if you got a dip to unchanged on the session, it's uh, 44 and a quarter is possible uh, support or mid-range on the session. But in all honesty, there's nothing up there until Friday's high. 4476. I think keep an eye just on these mega cap trade. You there know, you does this rally get faded here today? Is the rebalance mm -hmm. a two-day thing? Was it just a one-off? Everybody got positioned yesterday. The selling pressure and a lot of selling pressure came in. Did they already position themselves immediately here? Or does this trade have legs here? Um, I think we're just gonna keep going back to that because again, you know, it hasn't been done in 12 years. Again, we know which stocks are getting sold and we know which stocks are getting bought. So the one thing is, though, like unlike the Russell or something like that, where, you know, you see this coming, this gets announced yesterday. And I don't know if a lot of people saw this coming. So it may be more than a one day phenomenon. So one day rebound, like one day. Yeah, it's going to be positioning. Gonna be I think it could take weeks. a few days here. So, you know, I'm seeing nice pops this morning in Apple and Microsoft and Amazon and Obviously, you're looking at this and thinking, maybe, you know, there could be some follow through weakness here. So maybe you should be selling these pops. I would think there, there's some days uh, where I think that the pre-market highs and lows are more important. I think today, at least for these mega cap technology stocks, I'd be focusing on these pre-market levels. Because if there are some sneaky sellers out here, mm -hmm. I think they're going to be out there maybe not showing uh, their full size. But maybe they're thinking about it on their way on the subway, on their way into the office. It's like, man. I hope this out. I like to sell into some strength on some of these things. So keep an eye on your pre-market highs today. I think it'll be a little bit more uh, relevant than uh, than on other days. All right, uh, Mexico asking for a repeat here, and I think it's an important one. No worries, I got you, Mexico. I see you in the chat. So the way it works is the waiting changes will be announced Friday, July fourteenth, and then it will go ahead and trade on the open there on monday july 24th so there you go i just want to repeat that for you mexico viking and uh definitely take it i love the name out there all so right this let's go. friday we get the official announcement which we all know what the announcement's going to be it's going to be we're selling the big seven and they're buying mm -hmm. you know the little stuff so we already kind of know that and that's what you're seeing the people front running this trade right now exactly. in the open market and then next Friday will actually be the rebalance day. So the way I am, I've I you know, had a lot of history that. playing rebalances. You know, we just did a whole lesson. We did an article over at pre-market prep on this. I mean, uh, premarketprep.com, um, you know, just to do on the Russell. Similar way. I think, you know, you're maybe getting ahead of it a little bit. But I think on that Friday where they actually go in, if you see the weakness that day, that's probably the buying opportunity. So if you wanted in some of these names, you never know. Maybe you get some weakness. You might not. Maybe it's a one-day thing and they just continue to go and they've already repositioned themselves. But I think it could be more than a one-day thing. So I will be using that weakness, though, not this Friday, but the following Friday, to maybe get in some of these names. 
Yeah, Dennis, I was just gonna I was just gonna ask you that. Instead of instead of being like uh preemptive and like, okay, well, I gotta be short Apple, I gotta be short mm-hmm. Microsoft, and I gotta be long this because there's you know, with the rebalancing, you know, a lot of it affects a lot of different uh people's portfolio in different ways. And this is kind of the way that you play these option expirations too, and yeah. and these kind of events is like don't guess, you know, what that because it's pretty common news out there, right? That this is, you know, they're going to have to sell these and buy these other ones. And, you know, sometimes it could get crowded the opposite way. So yes, I'm glad can. that, yeah, I'm glad that you, glad you talked about that. But it's so early and it was only one day. I'm not sure that trade is crowded here yet. I think not it's yet. like the crowd was coming out of those trades. They're like, oh boy, and they were trying to get out quick yesterday. You still got nine trading days before this actually happens. So, it's definitely going to keep weight on these stocks. That's what I will say is I don't think these things can just rip or rally into this. I think this actually does keep some weight on these stocks. And the one issue is, is that these things have just, you know, while we were talking about it, you know, there was potential topping patterns before this was announced. It was. So, I mean, it they've was. all run so far. Microsoft didn't make a new high. So your technicians are looking there and they're probably scared after yesterday. Some of the Momo traders could come out of this too. There's multiple reasons why I'd probably be more apt to sell the rip in these stocks for the next few days as opposed to buying the dips on these stocks. So those seven, I'm now in sell the rip mode on, not buy the dip mode on. All right, let's go to Mattel, of course. Uh, Barbie, do you guys got your <laughs> tickets? I know Joel and Dennis do. They, they've, they've had it for a while. The movie is slated to hit theaters on July 21st. But guess what? As an added bonus, right here on only pre-market prep, I'll tell you guys to look out for maybe Warner Brothers getting a little bit of a lift on this. Why? Of course, they made the movie. Um, So this is uh, something that I think not many are paying attention to. But if you see why uh, WBD might be getting a lift on this, it could be because they made the movie. Warner Brothers production. Well, yeah. So, and we all automatically think, you know, about about the Mattel trade, but the WBD could have the run too, and it hasn't had the run that Mattel has. I know. Again, I'll give a shout to Chris Camilo, who's a friend of the show, Dumb Money. He's been talking about the potential run up into the Barbie trade here, where this movie's coming out. My kids talking about it. Um, it's significant. Mattel has had a significant run, so maybe WBD is a sleepy way to play it. I kind of ah, like that match. You like that one, right? Yeah. You know, I like a little added bonus price. for only the pre-market prep listeners out there, guys. So definitely smash Keep going. Like. I'll be back at you in two minutes. I got all kinds of construction stuff going There's on. There's some here. added bonus going outside of Dennis's house. I hear the beep, beeps, beeps. All right. Let's go to WD40, Joel. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Before, before we do that. You got the dream I- house? Yeah, are you bidding on it on Air- Airbnb? <laughs> I was gonna get it, Joel. I'm trying to get in Ken's room. <laughs> no, I I think I think Dennis actually just he said he's going to do some stuff, but I think he actually went went to book Dennis this. actually lives in the Barbie Dream House. That's what it is. <laughs> no, well, he's actually building a shed. It, it almost looks fake, doesn't it? it? It it really does look fake. It looks like it's like literally a Barbie house, right? Like that does not look like a real house that I can live. Uh, but yeah, it's hilarious. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, and Airbnb, I like how they did it. They said that this is not a giveaway. This is literally just a rental property that everyone has to kind of battle for uh, to get it. So get your room in Ken. Of course, Airbnb is uh, doing that. So we saw Airbnb get a little lift yesterday. Yeah. Will lodging continue to run? Um, it's been doing pretty well. I actually, like I've mentioned, I- I'm not so much in the airbnb in this one i like more the 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 pure play the hotels um we've seen hilton just take off man look at that mention guys i i try to bring you guys stuff sometimes that you know we can't tell you guys how to trade but sometimes i can at least like say hey look in this area because what did we see we saw all leisure doing really well airlines cruise lines just taking off so all i do is just work down the line and i think okay so what other things could go? Lodging. And then I saw yesterday even casinos going. I don't know if you caught that one, Joel. Uh, no, see- I haven't. Um, actually, I did see DraftKings. I uh, had a nice DraftKings was yeah, ripping. Yeah. Penn had, nice- had a good day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then you saw Caesars win. LVS get a nice little lift. And so keep your eyes on the leisure. 
trade, right? Yeah, it's been it's been hot. We've been, I mean, this CCL, I mean, coming up on uh, twenty bucks and that hit on earnings down to fourteen. Never really understood that. Uh, but I like I like the thinking. Like, okay, well, if people uh, if people are flying and people are doing things, well, they got to stay somewhere, right? And yeah. you know, if they're not on a cruise, um, and I don't even have to look at the chart, but I bet you, I bet you, Uber, Uber's doing mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Uber's look at Hyatt. Nice. Remember, we yeah. mentioned this one, and we talked about the pattern and the setup there. I talked. I said if Marriott can lead us higher, yeah, I, I like that Hyatt move. Look where Marriott's at now. 192.10, almost all-time high there for Marriott. So we'll see if these can continue climbing. I don't know if you guys uh, have Marriott, but it looks like Marriott's doing even better than Hilton. For a yeah. long time, I thought Hilton was better than Marriott, but hey. It's like what is uh, what are some of the other ones that some of the uh, lower price? Uh, I got you. That, that's uh, what it's all about, right? La Quinta um, Inn? I don't think that's around anymore. No, Howard got, Johnson's oh. Holiday Inn? I'll give Holiday you one Express. that still hasn't gone that I thought just started going yesterday, which is WH Winham Resorts. Oh yeah, Casinos. yeah, yep, yep. That was the, that was the one I was. Yeah, look at that one. That that one looks a little sleepy today a too. Sleepy. Yep, yeah. Wyndham Hotel Resorts. So, uh, you want to talk some WD forty? Yeah, let's go there. Let's go to WD forty. Of course, uh, we had uh, a trader. Remember, he was calling the short on them. I know, I know. We're gonna have he, to get them back on, Joel. He, We're gonna have he, to let them know They're, they have better than expected Q3 earnings, <laughs> beating the EPS and sales, and reiterated its 23 outlook, projecting net sales growth of 3.5 to 7.5 percent. So I don't know where they're selling these cans of WD40, but <laughs> looks like it. they're selling it, man. And 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 a stock buyback here. Uh, yeah, higher the move. Buyback. Uh, 204.24 uh, was uh, that high back on June 16th, and you're bumping up right there. I still use that as a swing number today. Like, if you get above it, you go 205, 206, 207. If you come back through that level, that 204.24, which you want to focus on, on the high close of the move, that came the day prior at uh, 202.61. Let's take a look at uh, some of the other stocks those Michigan students brought us. PRLB. <laughs> uh, when was that? Well, that? That was before school was out. So I think that was in April, maybe mid-April. So PRLB has moved up nicely. I okay. know uh, EKS keeps an eye on this great television. The guy was pounding the table on great television. It gave you all <laughs> kinds of time to buy it at seven bucks. Um, and then uh, the semiconductor, this kid, uh, wow, uh, on on semiconductor, he just caught the right sector at the right time. But the one person I didn't get on, and I had her on the show once, uh, <laughs> was Brooke. And she was pounding the table. At, her stock was Toll Brothers. There you and go. She, yeah, and she uh, like the contrarian she, call. She, I couldn't get her on. She was busy, uh, busy. Uh, I think finishing up with her final exams. But she was just like it was like a conviction buy, and uh, that one that April that was like a no. He I, I remember she actually said I said oh because I asked the kids like you own the stock. She goes you know I got a little money in my left in one of my uh, retirement plans or something. I'm buying more today. That was a conviction buy. So Brooke, if you're if you're listening out there, you you should have been the winner of that contest and not the WD forty. What else you got for me, Mitch? Eight fifty eight. All right, uh, we can go to a smaller news here as we wrap up here. Uh, Chartered Communications, shaking up cable TV, Mm. of course, uh, introducing a cheaper sports light tier without regional sports network. Of course, Chartered Communication is under the brand of what? Spectrum, right? I have Spectrum. I have Spectrum right now. I use Spectrum Internet. Um, So we'll see what happens. Um, And they're actually looking to relaunch Spectrum branded cable TV as two new services in the third quarter. So look out for that. I think this is something that you're going to start seeing multiple companies start to mention like Comcast and other cable providers, right? This is the shift that needs to happen. It needs to be cheaper. Yeah, cheaper a la carte way. That's that's the move, Joel. And I think that this is something that we need to look out for in this industry. What what's the symbol on this? Uh, uh, charter is I think it's C H C R. I think. Oh, okay. C uh, or uh, C H T R. 
I was so looking I'll for take it. it. I'll take it really okay. quickly here. Uh, you know what I noticed uh, yesterday? CHTR. CHTR. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I, I mean, obviously it. going on the card here. Market digesting this news. Big winning streak was broken yesterday. So when I see an intense winning streak of one, two, three, four, five, like six, seven, seven of eight, eight of nine, nine to ten. And then, wow, no, it it was it was ten out of because it was high, even though it it, uh, it was ten out of eleven. So you're seeing a red candle because it oh it closed um, lower than the open, but uh, so not a red day yet. I'd be keeping an eye on the highest low of the move that comes in at three seventy eighty six. I don't know if we have a lot of people that trade this, but when I was watching uh, the home run derby yesterday, or last yeah. Night, Oh yeah. man, Randy. Randy should have had it, man. Uh, that was my pick, but we yeah. won't get into that. Man, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, ESPN, they're basically showing the same thing on ESPN and what is it? ESPN 2? Yeah. I mean, they, they showed a different version of it. Man, oh man, they are cutting expenses there. They let, let go of my boy Jalen Rose. I mean, Disney, Disney, Disney. Why I didn't know. you just go ahead and spin off ESPN, ESPN when you had the chance? I when know. it was on top Disney of the just world. Got problems. They're just not run the best. I'm sorry. No. They're not run the best. Iger, I'm sorry, man. You're not making the best calls out there. I know you've been the best leader for Disney for a long time, but if ESPN would have spun off creating a betting service and have been by itself, I think you would have not gotten those layoffs. Just my personal opinion, but Dennis, did you we'll get to book your, there. your Airbnb, um, at the, the Barbie house? I, I yeah. Know. We know that you have it at the Barbie yeah. house. You got the Ken room. <laughs> I probably should do that. The girl would love it. She's a huge Barbie fan. She's pumped for this movie. Okay. I'm All sure, right. Man. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, give you a quick update here. 57 and a quarter, your pre-market high. You're trading off a couple, uh, just a couple points off that. I think Dennis gave you a, a great, a great key to today's session. And uh, you're considering the amount of the sell-off that you had in some of these stocks, not much of a rebound. So if they go red, I'd be looking for more downside on these, but you know, stay focused because they are out there buying the IWM. They're out there buying some of these stocks going to be added. So uh, let's see. No clear resistance up to yesterday's high at 44.76. And uh, everyone, have a great day. Great show, Mitch. Great content. And uh, we'll talk to you all later on. All right. We'll wrap it up here, team. Uh, Dennis, are you ready for the market today? It's been a little bit of a balance. Um, we've been stuck in this range. I expect yeah. us to stay stuck in this range for at least until we get some economic data today. Um, not getting that data today. So I don't expect to see too much Fed talk either. We got through no. it on Monday. This could maybe give us a little bit of room to the upside. What are you seeing here? Probably uh, the calm the before open. the CPI storm tomorrow morning here. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if that number comes in, like Michael Houston said, light, Katie bar the door to the upside. If it comes in hot, Katie bar the door to the downside. If it comes in line, maybe we get more chop in store. So, I mean, it's hard to take positions here now. You know, day trades fine, but like swing trades here, you're yeah. trying to take them. You know, you're going to get out of them by the CPI number. I wouldn't want to hold a swing that trade through the you know, CPI number because we don't know if it's going to be hot or not. So that's the bottom line. Is it's all about CPI tomorrow, Mayor Mitch. That's the bottom line, and like always, guys, we'll find out, of course, right here on Pre Market Prep tomorrow, eight thirty, as that hits the tape. Don't miss it. You guys keep up with my man Triple D Trader on Twitter, as you guys can see. He's getting busy with it. Go check him out, of course. Give him a good Twitter follow. Have a good one, Dennis. Go do what you, you do best, my friend. All right, we're going to get you guys over to some trading action. That's coming up next, so don't go anywhere. Hit the thumbs up if you guys enjoyed today's pre-market prep. Tried to bring some extra value for you guys to take a look at some stocks. Like always, that's what we're here for. We can't necessarily tell you what to trade. That's not what we're here for. But we can definitely take a look underneath what's moving out there, and what could potentially get the move. If you guys enjoyed pre-market prep, like always, let everybody know. We need to get some more people in here. Hit the share button. Put this up on Twitter. Let everybody know. If you want to start learning and getting ready for the market, pre-market prep is the number one way to get you ready for your trading day. Let's get you over now. Of course, we got the book club today. I don't want you guys to miss your opportunity to go ahead and read with us as a group Market Wizards, Jack D. Swagger, 
We're getting through it. It's a decent sized book. It's interviews with top traders. Learn how top traders mastered the market. And of course, we'll keep pushing. We'll try to get into different uh, conversations here. We're going to be looking at the first interview in the book. So if you guys want to catch that, that's tonight at 730. And our only exclusive club here on our YouTube. So if you want to be part of the book club, here's the link. You can only get access if you hit that. And I sent out the email this morning, so I'll resend it out in the afternoon. So if you guys haven't seen that email, go ahead and check your uh, uh, inbox. And, of course, check your junk files to just make sure that we got in there. And I will see you later today on the book club. Now to get you guys over to live trading, Mad Money, just hit that link. That's how you go ahead and join. We'll see you guys over there. Smash the like. Always great to see you guys out there. And I love the family that we have here at Pre-Market Prep. Always trying to help each other out, talk about different stocks, even if they're smaller names. Let's help each other. Let's get over to live trading. See if I can get into some GER. I got into some yesterday. Let's see if I can get it today. I'll see you guys over there.